award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. We're excited about today's show. We are outside. It's spring. It's turkey season. And if you haven't seen it yet, there's a turkey on the table. We just got off a great hunt, and we have Mr. Matt Dale with us today. He's going to relive that hunt for you. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Mr. Don King is helping me co-host, as well as Mr. Mike Parsley is with us today. We're on his farm, and he took us out, and uh, we got a bird. Worked out, didn't it? We're excited. So, uh, Matt, if you don't know Matt Dale, he's uh, a, a YouTube celebrity. He's out there showing people how to turkey hunt. So, uh, we're happy to have him on the farm, and it's going to be a fun day. Thanks, for everybody, for being here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be here. Glad we had a good hunt this morning. It's the most important thing, you know. This <laughs> yeah. this is the star of the show. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's it's, right. It's been a couple of day hunt, and uh, you know, it started off slow. Yeah. Well, actually, it started off quick. We jumped a bird yeah. the first thing yesterday yeah. morning, but it wasn't in the right spot. That wasn't yeah. where we expected them to be. And uh, and so anyway, yesterday was a little slower, but today was just right. So we'll get into all that and uh, and talk about this bird. So. First of all, Matt, tell us about yourself. Tell us about uh, who you are, where you came from, and, and how Dale Outdoors kind of got started, and then we'll jump into this. It got this started as a fluke. I don't even know how it got started, to be honest. I think it was just a, a luck. Um, uh, of course, I, uh, I'm i from Virginia originally. I'm a Virginia native, you know, born raised in Virginia, and um, always hunted, you know, me and my dad. You know, my dad was a, an old-time turkey hunter. Still is. He's 81 and still turkey hunts. And oh, good. Still, still climbs trees and puts stands in. Huh. <laughs> He's 81. Awesome. So, you know, it's just been part of my life, you know, uh, just hunting, fishing. That's all I ever knew was hunting, fishing, church, you know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minister. I've been been preaching for 26 years, pastored a couple churches and evangelized. But then it just kind of, I guess, that Dale Outdoor things got started when few years ago i just stuck a camera up and just started talking about turkey hunting and and you know i was just basically trying to i wasn't even trying to do nothing just mostly i was just doing stuff just to learn to edit and using junk to edit because i didn't want to edit my good stuff we was doing in church so i was just going out and talking that was turkey season i just stuck a camera up started talking about turkey hunting and just talking, I thought, well, what am I going to talk about, you know? And so I didn't really know how to film hunt, so I thought, well, I'll just talk about turkey hunting. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, I posted like four or five videos a year during turkey season. That's about it. And I still blame my brother-in-law for this. So probably about four or five years later, uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, you know, you, you still do the hunting thing? And I'm like, no. I said, I, I took a couple of years kind of off, just like, ah, not really. I just, it was a... He said, you know, you've got over 100,000 hits on some of these videos. <laughs> and I said, what? And I, I, I didn't know nothing. I'm computer stupid. So I, I didn't know nothing about, you know, you get paid for for this. Uh-huh. So he's like, you really need to, you know, you've got a good camera presence and all that. He's like, you really need to learn, uh, do this and do it right. So I had a couple of guys I knew in the hunting industry and, and they just looked at some of my stuff and said, man, you need, you need to try it. So. That's pretty much how it started, and, and it's grown. I mean, I think when I first started doing it right, I should say do it right. It was only about three years ago. Uh, I only had, like, maybe just a handful of subscribers, and, uh-huh. it's, and I think we're pushing up to that 25,000 mark just this quick in three, oh, in three years. So it's – it's and, and really, I don't 
I don't do nothing, nothing but just I'm an educator. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not the best self-filmer of the world. Probably this turkey hunt's the best thing I've ever shot because <laughs> I've got somebody <laughs> knows what they're doing. But you talk about me going out and turkey hunting, you know, I got a camera, but it's like if I'm by myself, I'm pretty much just shoving the camera down. If it gets it, fine. If it don't, right. and if it don't, I'm just pretty much. But my thing is I've. I want to teach people how to turkey hunt because the one thing that I've always said, you watching me shoot this ain't going to teach you nothing. Yeah. It's entertaining. It's fun, but it ain't going to teach you nothing. But if I can educate people with a 10, 15 minute video yeah. and every year, in fact, on my phone right now, I could probably pull up messages I've gotten the last week of, Hey man, you helped me kill my first bird oh. and you've killed my, you know, I've hunted for, in fact, I got one yesterday. I read to the boys here. I said, just, you know, hunted first time this year. Didn't know what I was doing. Watched your videos. Went out and killed a bird. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's it's education, and I think that's that's my lane. You know, a lot of these guys have got producers, and they know how to do it, and not knocking them. They can film these things great. Uh-huh. I can't, but I stay in my lane, and yeah. I'm an educator. Yeah. And it works. Well, I know Mike introduced me to you. He Last year, he, he put me on your channel. He said, I've been watching these things, and, my, and Matt knows what he's doing, you know, and he said, we need to get him to Tennessee and, yeah. and show Tennesseans how to do this. And it was great. I'm glad we connected with yeah. you. Didn't have to yeah. twist his arm too no, hard. I no, what didn't I have to twist me. Uh-uh. Well, and, and that's the point here in Tennessee, and that's why you're here. It's not to tape, you know, getting a bird. It, it was great. Yeah. You know, but the I think the biggest deal about getting you here, and we've set up on a course here in Tennessee to teach people how to hunt, fish, shoot do everything outdoors that we can possibly do and getting you here to show people how to do this is why you're here and i I do want to thank you for coming down and and teaching people because when people see this video yeah they're gonna learn the whole thing yeah they're gonna learn a lot i was watching clips in there and it was like wow we got man there's so much good before we killed the bird Uh because i actually caught i actually pretty much told what this bird was doing when we was 800 (laughs) yards from him he and, told us like what he's going to be. He's, yeah. he's going back and forth in the strut zone, and we'll yeah. get into that. Tell people what that's about. But yeah, he told us exactly. Huh. I mean, right on it. It don't work all the time, but after you've hunted them thirty years, you kind of you kind of know them, you know. Yeah. But the way this turkey was acting this particular hunt, it was just one of them classic hunts. But someone that didn't know what they were doing would have blowed it. Uh-huh. It would have blowed it because I think even Mike said, I would have just went right on <laughs> Mike and I, I would still be sitting on that ridge calling saying, come here, bird. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. You know, a, a turkey, especially like this, and you're going to find this a lot in the spring, uh, this turkey, when we struck him, uh, well, we actually heard him this morning, like mm-hmm. right after daylight. Yep. But he was Early. across the valley, and, you know, what? we thought, well, he may come up this valley. You know, you never know. But we got up uh, uh, where we was at yesterday, but he just – I know the way he was acting because when he hit the ground, he didn't gobble for probably 35, 40 minutes. And then he gobbled one time. And then, you know, I was mouth calling to him, box call, he wouldn't pay no attention to me. And I hit that. So I picked this uh, this this slate call up. thought, well, let's try that. And boy, he just hammered. Hmm. Oh, he liked that. Okay. Because that's, that's, I've said turkey hunts like fish, and that's why you got all these calls. Yeah. Because they all do something different, and they all got a, a different sound. And sometimes a gobbler, it's just like fishing, you know, you just keep throwing till you find what they want. And if you go out there with just one or two calls, you might be crippling yourself. Yeah. Because I think what it is, and I don't know, I'm not the, I'm not a turkey specialist as far as like, because nobody, I don't think nobody is getting a brain. But it's like, I think that particular sound is either a hen that he's been with and he wants to get back with. Uh-huh. Uh, where another call might not sound like that, or it's a new hen he's, he don't recognize. 
probably it's more that. But it's like, oh, who's the new girl in town, right? <laughs> because they know. Even though it, we, we, with a human ear, think they all sound alike, and they kind of do. To a turkey, it's different. Yeah. So I hit him with that, and when he gobbled, I was like, man, you know, okay. But then he went down here, and he gobbled off the point. And then he came back up here, gobbled. Then he went back down there, and he's just walking this long point. And while I'm sitting there, because they're behind me like 15, 20 yards, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, all right, I think I know what this turkey's doing. And sure enough, you know, and, that, and so I got up, and I said, okay, let's, here's what's happening, didn't I? I said, so here's. let's across through here on this side of this ridge. Yep. It's and tough. I, and I, yeah, it's like 800 <laughs> yards. I said, if I'm we can get. I'm a big dude. <laughs> I said, if we can get over to that ridge and mike said man that's a long way i'm like well we gotta do something it's a long way it's only 1100 feet up yeah because <laughs> he was like this and um and i'm like well we need to get over on that ridge but we ne here's here here's a, here's the thing that a lot of people make a mistake when they go to that turkey when they're going to him and he has not they want to keep him gobbling and they're turkey calling to him i've i've seen that so many times people just they get 40 50 yards you know call he gobbles because he'll gobble because he he wants that Hey, there's a new girl in town. Uh -huh. You go 40, 50 yards more, they'll gobble because they want to keep where he's at. What do you think? But see, in nature, this is what makes turkey hunt so challenging in the spring. In nature, the hen goes to the gobbler. But people, and I think a lot of it, not knocking TV shows because I know we're on one, but I think <laughs> I, I think a lot of shows, what you see hunting, you see on the Outdoor Channel and all this, not knocking them, just saying, you see these guys calling going to turkeys but a lot of that's reenactment of course you know mm -hmm. they you know but they go calling and they gobbler's here okay they go and they got man you're messing yourself up because what's he think that hen is coming to him just that's like nature. nature's supposed to do. and what he's going to do he's going to hang up on you he's just going to mm -hmm. stop and oh well he she just keeps coming so so i try to either call call to him and he didn't answer to that and so i just tried to get as close as i knew he was and just and we sat there on the side of that ridge for what how long we just stood there and i was like i ain't yeah. moving until he gobbles uh -huh. and finally he gobbled one time or i think it's a truck wasn't it big loud truck went D by. yeah a tractor trailer went by thank you mr truck <laughs> but he gobbled and, and he was way over in the holler I, I was like okay and man we shot up there and once we got on top we sat down and honestly all i did with this call right here this is all i did we got set up and i told him that and i said if he comes, he gonna come quick. <laughs> he came quick. And so I just sat and you know, that's it right there. Now, boy, any idiot can do that. And I mean, and I mean, just within three minutes. Yeah. He was gobbled he was right on top of us. Yeah. I mean, he came right back because that hen, what it is, you got in his bubble, and he walks back and forth like that. Well, that hen, he thinks, oh, there's that hen got my. <laughs> Got my zone, you know, my, my my bedroom, and that's just that's how you. But a lot of guys, like you said, would have walked right up there, called loud, blowed him out of there, seen him. It's just a chat. I've called it the ultimate chess game. He moves, you move. He moves, you move. And I think you mentioned what you learned out of this was patience. Patience. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the side of that hill and waiting on waiting. him to tell us where he was. Yep. We didn't. I would have called to him, and I'd have mm. blown him out, like you were saying. Yep. I mean, you crept, you creeped up that hill. I you crawled. Barely crawled yeah. up that hill, because I mean, he hadn't talked to us in a while. No. We've been standing there 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he crawled up that hill, and, and when he got to the top, he didn't see the birds. So he's like, "Come on, you know." Yeah. Uh -huh. We got up there, 
You caught, boom. So he's like, get on that tree. You get on that tree. Mike, you stay back there. <laughs> and he, don't move. So. Well, actually, I hate that we didn't get the impact on camera, but you couldn't. He gobbled, couldn't and he was 25 yards. As soon yeah. as you saw him, you said, there he is. And I looked and he's got the right camera, a little bit. He's got camera's the camera's on him. Yeah, so, but. It worked out, mm-hmm. but you know when when they're that close, I mean, I, and I mean that turkey got up there quick, and that's usually how that's usually how it happens. But I've killed so many like that over the years, in and something my dad taught me years ago, you know, and and so there's a strategy to turkey hunting. It, there's a lot of luck involved, but there there's a lot of strategy to it. It makes all that hill climbing worth it. All that climbing. Well, now yesterday. it does. <laughs> yesterday, that, I mean, I had my tail dragging. I think. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that was fun though. It so was you, fun. You talked about strategy. Yeah. You told us exactly what was going on. We were mm. uh, for everybody, that, you know, out there. What we have here is just a bunch of ridges. Yeah. Eleven hundred foot ridges, and we were on one eleven hundred foot ridge, <laughs> and that bird was on the a other. complete opposite ridge. Yeah separated by a ravine right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we were on the first ridge and you called exactly what that bird was doing explain explain what was going on well when the bird gobbled up here uh, you know well, he's still 800 yards from us because he's crossed the ravine when he's gobbles up here and kind of in front of us and then the next time he gobbles down here and he's far and he's down on the point and then he gobbles back up here a few minutes later and then he got but you know i think i said something i think we got it on cameras when i when i told you i said and this before we killed the turkey i turned around and i said see what i like about this turkey is he's gobbling by himself if 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 he was just waiting for me to call and then answer that would be pretty much telling me he's not really interested he's interested they're always interested but he's like you're going to have to come to me. We did go to the turkey, but in other words, I'm not moving. You're going to come to me. I'm not interested. But when uh, when they gobble by themselves looking for you, see, they've heard you over here. And when he just keeps gobbling looking for you, he's wanting that hen to answer him. So when he when he does that, I'm just like, oh, okay. He's wanting to, I told you, I said, he's. I think he wants to play. And it. Yeah, you, know, you just kind of learn how to read turkeys. And of course, you know, experience and hunting them 30 years, you know, I'm not the greatest at it, but you, you learn a lot. Yeah. Just like with deer hunting or, or fishing, fishing or, yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and you know, sometimes you, you're going to say, oh, I know what that turkey's doing. He'll do something totally different. And you'll feel like wrapping a gun around the tree. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time, that's what I've tried to teach people on my YouTube channel is you've got to learn to read a turkey's gobble. If he's gobbling, it's just like, you know, you're out there and, and, and you're calling to him, you know, you're out there and and he gobbles. You're like, oh, okay, great. You know, he's just going to come in here like they do on TV and kill him. But if he's not gobbling, if he's not gobbling looking for you, he's probably not really interested. Mm-hmm. And you can do that all day. And it's either a shot gobble or they're just saying, hey, I'm over here, you come to me. But when, they're, when they get where they're gobbling looking for you. Then you're kind of reading them like, oh, okay, well, he wants to, he said he's looking for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things people overlook, and I try to teach people this, is I want to get in this turkey's head. I believe you can actually get into their head where they just drive some nuts. And what I try to do is I let them gobble three or four times before I even say a word to them. And then when I call to him, you know, he'll gobble. But I won't call right back to him. I'll let him gobble three or four more times before I'll call it. So in other words, see, when you first started, you made him gobble. 
Now he's gobbling and you're answering him. Playing hard to get. Right. Where first you called, he answered. You reverse it, let him call, and you answer him. And I think that really drives them crazy sometimes. <laughs> it's just them little things like that. And this turkey ran to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, like, ran to us. It don't always work, but I like it when it does. Yeah, it <laughs> out. Well, let's jump into these calls. You brought yeah. a few with you, and, and we want to talk about different types of calls and, and techniques with them and that kind of thing. Uh, just what's your go-to call? What do you like the best? Well, my go-to call, of course, I, I, I'm a big box call person. This is my call from Spring Fever uh, call that, that's, you know, kind of something that I came up with. And uh, it's got more of a higher pitch. I like this call uh, because I, I like a box call. When people ask me, because, you know, I get questions, hey, you know, I don't have a lot of money to spend, and I'm a new turkey hunter. Uh-huh. I go into Bass Pro, and I'm lost because there's just all these calls. You know, mouth calls all these calls i don't know which one to get yeah simplest call in the world one piece you know easy to use can't lose a striker no no, can't lose a striker whereas if you got one of these and these work too and i'm glad i had this today because that's the only thing answered to but you know if you lose this you're out of business so if you just got one go-to call a box call because you can do anything on a box call just get a good box call you can yell you can cluck you know, just cluck. All you do is just hitting it. Anybody can do that. You know, that's one of the most overlooked calls right there. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, anybody can do that. Uh, you know, you can, I mean, you can cut with it. That. That's an excited hen. So, uh, I love a good box call. But, you know, of course, I think if you're going to really become a good turkey hunter, you you got to learn the mouth call because it frees your hands up. You know, so I, I'm basically on a mouth call most of the day. That's what froze that bird today. Yeah. A couple clucks. Yeah, that's it. Because so, I had to get his head up to, to shoot him because he was in strut. And so basically, a mouth call does take some use, getting used to because, you know, it feels weird in your mouth. A lot of people, just it's all about air pressure. But a good mouth call, of course, there's some that's easier to use than others. This is a ghost cut, this particular one. So a ghost cut's a good cut. Double reed is a good for beginner, you know, that has, there's no no cuts in the ta- top tape because mm-hmm. the top reed's where you get your rasp. So a double cut, just or a double reed, I mean, and a, a ghost cut, good for beginners. And, uh, you know, you're still just basically... You can do a lot of crazy stuff with a mouth call, you know, that we won't get into right now because it's, you know, you'd be like, oh, that's way too much information. <laughs> but if you're just talking about going out and killing a turkey, you can go take a box call, do a couple clucks, some yelps, you kill a turkey. Just sound real. I've always said if you just sound 50% real, you kill a turkey, mm. you know. Now, you don't want to get out there and, you know, if you get out there <laughs> and don't sound real, you know, he'll, he'll probably say, well, what in the world's that? <laughs> but if you can... You know, you know, kill turkey. Yeah. So. And uh, while you got that box call in your hand, talk about that rasp you talked about earlier. You have that that finish. Yeah. Uh, a lot of calls, like most, and, and and I think this is the biggest thing. You have two type of box calls. You've got a box call with a handle and one without. Mine has a handle. Most good box calls really do. And have that's a handle. on the bottom. For that's those, on the bottom, uh, right? Right not here. Not being able to see. Right. It. Yeah. Because there's your paddle. And this is your base, but th- you have handle a handle. On top. Yeah. Some calls don't. Now, the reason I like a handle on my calls is because I'm not putting any pressure on this call at all. I'm, I promise you, I'm not putting any pressure on this call at all. But I want you to listen to the difference. 
If you just hold this call in your fingers just like this. <laughs> it sounds all right. Yep, you got a turkey gobble with that. Mm-hmm. But now listen to the difference when you take your pressure off of that. <laughs> Hear the difference? It sounds richer, a little deeper. It sounds a lot more. It gets out there more. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it's got to do with the wood, too. I know it's probably, ah, yeah, it's got a lot. That has got a lot to do with the material. But I promise you can take the best wood box call, and you can put your hand on it like that. You're not going to get that, you know, you're just not going to get that little bitty note in the back. And most hens have that note in the back. I, man, when I hunt public land, I can, tell a, I, can tell a box, I can tell a box caller from a mile away. Because I guarantee you, if you hunt public land, just what you're going to hear. I've heard that so much. <laughs> and it'll get turkeys to gobble. You know, he'll shot gobble at or whatever, but it don't have that, uh, uh, that, that note. But to get a good box call, you got to have, you hear that? Yeah. And a lot of that's got to do with tuning your, you tune it by, by uh, your screw. Because I got a video on that on YouTube. You can go over and look at it. Go but check it out. Hey, tell them where your YouTube channel is. Go Dell Outdoors, D-A-L-E, like Dell Earnhardt. <laughs> Dale, uh, Dale Outdoors on okay. YouTube, so you cool. can pull it up. And, I, and But a good box call, like I said, you don't have to spend a lot of money for a good box call. Just just get you something that sounds pretty good. You know, that's kind of a more deeper sound. But what I like is I like a high frequency mm. on any call. I like, I'd rather have Because that's what you're getting out there with. And when you're wind, like last year, I had a gobbler in Virginia. 30 mile an hour winds oh man i was about ready to go home it was just so bad it was terrible weather but i just got on top of that hill and i cranked this thing man i was cranking it and he gobbled way out there but i mean he wasn't that far but in the wind you think they're right yeah it makes a big difference are. and the, no question if i wouldn't had that call what called him in because uh-huh. it was just enough for him to pierce through, you know pierce through that wind to kill him and i shot him in 30 mile uh, 30 mile an hour winds <laughs> it was like a tornado on top of that hill i was just like <laughs> but a good box call is hard to be if you and and I, i've told people because i have people say, oh i don't like a box call it's too scratchy it's scratchy up close because we're close to yeah, it you hear, yeah. but i promise you you take a good box caller or even a decent box caller, go up top that hill from here, 80, 100 yards where a truck is going to be, and then you take a guy with a mouth call, that box call is going to sound phenomenal. It's going to sound more real. Let's That's, let's go over some of the basic calls that you can show people on each of these how to do that will get them out there and, and get them close to success. Well, this call here is a, a good old slate call. Now, you've got different... And when we say slate, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is just a slate. It's like old chalkboard kind of slate that you use in school. And uh, so it's a piece of slate, but they got different, you know, you got glass, you got ceramic, you got copper, you got a lot of different uh, materials. materials. But the slate is the easiest of all. It's just the easiest to use. And I still like it. Man, I still think a slate call sounds great and that's why i still carry one that turkey did this morning that turkey he liked it <laughs> no i don't think he likes it now but he liked it then but uh you know you, you it's just your striker right here you're going to hold it kind of to an angle like this you're not going to hold it straight but you're going to hold it kind of an angle and you're basically of course i probably need sanded because we've used it today but you're just basically giving a little clucks it's got a little thing you sand it with. I don't have it with me. But, you know, you just sand it. Give a little yelp. 
you know, anybody can do that. Just just remember to kind of rhythm your yelp. Don't don't do that. You're not dragging it. You're just kind of just popping it. And practice with it. Yeah. That's all it takes to kill a turkey sometimes, you know. So a slate call is really good for beginners. Uh, and like I said, a box call is just hard to make for a beginner because anybody can do it. It's all one piece. And pretty much on a box call, you're clucking. All you're doing is I, I kind of have a habit of holding my thumb on the lid. Because if you don't, then you're going to get it kind of loose. So I just kind of put a little pressure on, not, not a whole lot of pressure, but just put it on the lid. And you're just going to take your hand and pop it. That's it. You done a turkey call, and that's what hens are doing most of the time. Yep, that right there, that'll kill a turkey right there. That's that simple. Yes, it's that simple. Right, right there. <laughs> if you, if you, I mean, you could go out there tomorrow, get behind your house if you got turkeys out there, gobbling. And if he's gobbling, just go out there. And, and if he's in the mood, he'll gobble back at you. Mm -hmm. A yelp, and all you're doing, you're dragging it. You're, you're, you're just dragging it with a little rhythm. And, and the best thing to do is either listen to a real hen on a video. There's all kinds of YouTube videos of real hens. And just try to mimic what they do. They're the uh -huh. best teacher. Yeah. They're the best teacher. And you're just. Or visit Dale Outdoors. <laughs> That's it. A yelp. Sometimes you do a short yelp. Sometimes you do a longer yelp. If it's windy like it is today, you can get louder. So you can get soft. You can do everything on a box call. That's, that was another thing I learned today. We were, like you said, 800 yards away from this bird this morning. He was walking up and down the ridge. And you were, we were on that other ridge, and you were not very loud no. at all. No. It doesn't, it, it apparently, that carries. they, that they carries. hear oh, a lot phenomenal. better than I ever yeah, thought. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, it's, the, and they can pinpoint you. Like, he pinpointed right where we were at. I mean, you know, he they just know. It's almost like a you've seen a deer when you rattle one in. Because, you know, if you've ever rattled a deer in or grown him in, he'll come almost to your base of your tree. They just know, you know. And it's, I don't know how they do it, but they do. And I'm glad they do. <laughs> but um, but, that, but a good slate call, a good box call. And, of course, your mouth calls a little bit tougher. But it's still not very hard I, you know, to do. We're running out of time. Oh man! <laughs> Go ahead, show us real quick. Cluck. That's pretty much it. You just practice with the mouth call, and you kill a turkey. I think it, it was an awesome hunt. This has been great information. These calls, uh, and I think the simplicity of it. And I think the key is practice. Practice. You know, yeah. as, as practice. Matt was saying. Summertime, wintertime. Get out there and practice. Yeah. Then springtime. Get springtime. Out there in the woods get out there and practice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> get out there in the woods and do it. That's right. Well, man, it's been fun. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you coming to Tennessee and, and yeah, doing this. I appreciate uh, you coming. Uh, we're going to do another show with, with Matt. Uh, so come back and watch and listen. Another show coming down the road. And uh, and check out the, the hunt. We'll have that on our social media channels and all that fun stuff. Matt will share it on his place. Yep. And yeah, share Dale it Outdoors. Uh, you come to my website, DaleOutdoors.com. Okay. Uh, Dale Outdoors on YouTube. Come over and subscribe and like it. Yeah. And uh, check out some of these calls. Spring Fever, Spring right? SpringFeverCustomCalls.com. You can pick up my box call, the old sly. Pick up my old sly mouth calls and all that good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, this is uh, this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hope you come back and uh, check us out again. 
come back and hear another show and listen to another show with Matt Dale. So thank you guys for helping co-host. You bet. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.